0: Welcome to The Maker and The Merchant, with Fergus, Elias, and the Isaacs.
1: So, here we are again, following on from the huge success of uh, our last episode, featuring the wonderful Henry Jeffries, and once again, huge thanks to him for giving up his time to come and talk to us. Uh, Ferg and I are once again recording again, and I am still in the Cornwall Shire. However, Ferg, you will be delighted to know I have appeased the vengeful and angry Cornish god, St Pyrrhon. Today, I did, of my own volition, consume a Cornish pasty. However, I I haven't yet had a pint of tribute because I've got to lay this truth bomb out. I, I know this can potentially backfire on me, but I'm a heart-on-my-sleeve kind of guy. I'm not really a big fan of tribute. I, I don't think it's a great beer. Uh, doesn't do it for me. Now, I'm not I'm not knocking it, and I'm not knocking... St Austell make uh, a beer called Men-a-Doo. and Because this is a thing, right, in the modern life, people go, oh, I don't like it, as if they're saying it's bad. I'm, I'm not suggesting it's bad. It's just mm-hmm. not, doesn't really do it for me. Wasn't a huge fan of tinners. Uh-huh. Um, however, St Austell make uh, a beer called Do, and I'm pronouncing that very badly because I, I don't speak Cornish. And it's, it's a stout. So you go mm-hmm. to a St Austell pub, don't have Guinness. I'm a big Guinness fan, as you know. But I'm not anti. I think it's nice to see pubs do something different because Guinness is everywhere. It's massive. They do this beer called Menadou. It's just over 5%. I I should have a bottle in front of me, but I don't. And it's a stout. And what I really like about it is a stout in its own right that's not attempting to copy or ape or be Guinness. It is its own thing. So Mm -hmm. I've appeased St. Piran by consuming a pasty and several bottles of St. Hostel's Menadou stout. Lovely stuff. Brilliant. It's got a bit of caramelly. It's slightly sweeter than Guinness. Lovely. Anyway, how are you? You're not in Cornwall, Shire, You're still at home. No, it's still very much here
0: in Kent, where it is, you know, uh, not Cornwall.
1: Uh, there you go. That's my what, insight what, what, for the day. What, what, um, are the, what are the differences between Kent and Cornwall? Do you think they should each have their own PDO?
0: Um, I think it's mainly the, the main difference is in number of fingers. Um, you know, I only have ten. <laughs> is it thinkers not drinkers indeed fingers (laughs) not drinkers uh have you by any chance been to that um shrine to all that is high quality wine in the west country that that
1: is been to by any chance i today as we record this i have made the pilgrimage to the altar of all that is vinous and good i doth drop to my knees and worshiped And yet, my God did not appear to me because apparently Mike Boyne's on holiday in Spain for three weeks. Yeah, he's
0: in Spain. Yeah, well, he's in Spain for a week. And then I think he goes to the south of France for two.
1: Right. Um, So he's he's taking three weeks off in August. I didn't know he was Italian.
0: I didn't realise that, you know, I uh, one, would, one would have thought that Binto was a hospitality driven business and, you know, therefore well, would, this
1: might be quite a busy month. But apparently yeah. not, because. Well, I'll tell oh, you what. Mikey Boy's on holiday. He's on holiday. Now, you know, that's where I went. I wasn't where I was Italian, just because I've, I've learned this about doing comedy. Not that I do comedy mm. particularly well. In fact, if you saw me do it, you'd know I couldn't do it. Is. Like, you say one thing from a very clear position in your own mind, but it could be misinterpreted. Like, it wasn't a dig at the Italians, that at all. It wasn't like, oh, they're always off. I think that's brilliant. Like, almost the whole of Europe go, it's August. I'm off. Bye. Yeah. Off. Awesome. However, what I must give a shout out to the valiant and intrepid BIN2 team. I walk into a venue, right, they greeted me, they welcomed me. Like, that doesn't happen. And uh, and they didn't know what who I was. What
0: shirt were you wearing?
1: I, I was dressed the, I, in a in a, a T-shirt that says... Um, so I'm not wearing a my colourful shirt. I'm wearing a T-shirt that says, Eine Reise durch die Zeit, which means a journey yeah. through time. Uh, I'm wearing a, yeah. a slightly colourful sleeve shirt. But I was incognito. Yeah, so it looks I had a,
0: like a Hawaiian shirt kind of dad's
1: vibe to it. it. It's got a Hawaiian vibe to it. I was incognito. I had a Panama hat and sunglasses. Mm. Uh, so I, no, I you know, just and, and I'm, just, well, you know, I, I I can't risk being spotted by those people who are following me around. Um, you know, I, yeah. when I say people who follow me around, people probably want some clarification. I mean, you know, like Penelope Cruz, uh, Shakira, you know, just constantly, all the time following. But it's awful, it's dreadful. Um, just, she it keep, she, doesn't she just keep seeing wacka wacka Africa. Oh, apparently uh, 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 apparently uh, so uh, um but she she is small and humble so she would never be confused with a mountain at least but anyway i i, I made true. a pilgrimage to the altar of, of the vine at bin two as you always paid to his holiness mike boy I, I did do you yeah. know I, I we talk about bin two a lot on this pod for because they're awesome right but <laughs> we i literally I, I, didn't even make five uh, minutes this week I, I know, I know, but as I went in there and I was looking at his range, and I know I've said this before, it, you know, it, it's not a big shop, so it's not got a huge range because you've got a certain amount of space for the for the amount of wines that Mike can fit on his shelf. He has more interesting, unusual, esoteric wines in there than you see in most other merchants. Right, just really well thought out, and he's got everything in there. So if you wander in as a as a regular consumer of wine. Not necessarily engaged in it, just a just a good old consumer, like drinking a bottle of wine, really enjoy it, and you go in there and you're normally like an, an eight, nine quid Pinot Grigio or New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc drinker, there's yeah. something in there for you. If you go in there as a real, you know, keen wine enthusiast He's, well, he's definitely got stuff in there for you. But now at this yeah. point, I, w- I will reference uh, Friend of the Pod and soon to be guest, although he, he hasn't agreed to that yet. But now that, you know, live, we've said soon to be guest, he'll have to be on, Tim Carlyle. For a little while on his social media, he's been talking about a new champagne that he brings in with uh, the business he works for, North, North South. You, North I don't know South. if you know this. Yeah, it has to be pronounced North NorthSaf, even though they're not Cockneys. Um, you have to pronounce it as North Seth. I find that really disappointing to find out that they're not Cockneys. No, I know. I know. It's a, a trading standards issue there. You're called yeah. North Surf. Um Anyway, yeah. they, he's been talking about this uh, champagne Mandoir. Uh He's been talking about it a lot, not had a chance to try it. Um, now, I take Tim's word if Tim says it's good. And I'll tell you what, Tim Carlisle. i tell he, you. He fucking knows his champagne, that man. I wish my yeah. knowledge of any aspect of wine was anywhere near his knowledge of Champagne and or Bordeaux. Wow. Dear listener, you yeah. want to know about Champagne or Bordeaux, contact Tim Carlyle. He, uh, phenomenal knowledge. Ridiculous. Right. Uh, anyway, you know, I've taken his word for it. If, if Tim's talking about the Champagne, it's great. Uh, I've gone in, been to by the glass, Monoir, Blanc de Blanc. Ah, oh, dude. Epic. Good stuff, Epic. man. Epic. Like, Floral aromatic crust oyster, oyster shell thing going on. Mm-hmm. White peach, really fleshy fruit, Ooh. but like proper crystalline structure. Like just, what's Blanc de Blanc supposed to taste like when it's really good? This. Mm. It's exactly this. It's it's what you use it in... Blanc de
0: Blanc, okay. Yeah.
1: You'd use it if you were teaching diploma or level three. You'd, uh, that's what Blanc de Blanc... Uh, are. And the shelf price in bin two uh, was 48 mm-hmm. quid. I was like, that's... Yep. That is... A bargain, absolute yeah, bargain. Blanc to blanc, that's you know,
0: it's premium yeah. style champagne. Yeah, same price, superb, nice. So
1: I have made I have made the pilgrimage to Bin to. Yep, not seen Mike because he had enough sense to be away. I uh, hope he's had a, a lovely holiday. Do you reckon? But yes. Do you reckon he
0: actually is in Spain? He just, or do you think he actually heard that you were in Cornwall and figured he'd <laughs> I, I be think safer it's... to just hide in the attic room and and create a sort of web of lies. Around the idea that yeah. he was in
1: Spain, I I, I did see I more, uh, outside in the seating area there was a guy in a big trench coat and a a, a trilby hat with a newspaper that had two eyes yeah. cut out in it, but I couldn't I, yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah, I because, so because if that wasn't Mike and it was an internationally mm. renowned spy, I'm going to unveil him mm. to the world. Like I've I've destroyed the mission, right? I I, I, yeah, I don't want any more responsibility cool. than I've already got. I, exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah, I owe no, it to I, them. I, they let I, me concern. live here for five years. I mean, so yeah, there we are. Yeah. What are you gonna do? No, fair um, Anyway, like so, I I'm not at home. I'm in Cornwall. How about you? You hardly get anywhere, Ferg. What's hmm. going on for
0: you? Uh what am I doing? I well, I'm I'm at home tonight, mate. I was in Shropshire last night. Uh, last night or the night before. Uh, Shro- I've Shropshire. Been, I've been in Shropshire, which was nice. Shropshire. Well, it's that's where our one and only listener comes from. Um, so I, was, at, I really? was up for the Shrewsbury... Yeah, mum's mum's born and bred in Shrewsbury. Um, so, yeah, right on the 7th. Um, so place. I went up... I, I love it there. Um, we used to go all the time. When I was little, we used to go to the Shrewsbury Flower Show, of which I'm a life member. <laughs> um, and we would go and yeah there's fireworks and you can buy bulbs and you know it's just fun
1: and so can you we, get I, can I, you get those new led ones there that everyone's talking about or uh yeah led it... tulips mate yeah really common i reckon uh... they're going to be huge yeah
0: <laughs> they're, they're light up tulips light up tulips <laughs> this is what everyone's dreamt of for years uh, so that's really boring non-wine related story but i took beth and um, so we went to we went to Shrewsbury Flower Show, which I've not been to for a decade, um, saw some family. It was really lovely, and then I've got Henry Jeffery's book signing, uh, book signing, book launch tomorrow um, in London. Are you coming, Lee?
1: Unfortunately, not. So, as our dear oh, listener listens that, to this, it? it'll be like anyway, like three weeks, <laughs> three. It'll be like three weeks after. So, Ferg's going tomorrow, which was in the past. Well, I think we, I think it's time we unveil a TM and TMHQ is actually the Tardis. Yeah. We have we we're have recording developed. this.
0: We're recording this three weeks
1: ahead in, at, in but the future. Also today, now. You see what happens is like, Ferg and I are constantly traveling at eighty-eight miles per hour in DeLoreans. In DeLoreans, that's, Which that's is exactly what's happening because
0: they break down a lot, and we're driving at eighty-eight miles an yeah, hour the
1: whole time. Yeah. And I tell you what, 88? getting plutonium. Well, I mean, yeah. downhill with a with a tailwind, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, yes, true. um, you know how? What? Although Sorry. you've not actually Sorry. been, I, although started, you've not actually it. been, people are now listening in in the future, not the past. So, how was Henry's <laughs> book launch? I imagine it was wonderful.
0: I, I had a fabulous time. The canopies were wonderful. Um, I think we made this joke in the episode that's just come out.
1: It's a, it's a running joke, then. Just, if you repeat it, it just Is becomes it? a running joke. Not not lack of imagination uh, you, or humour. It's a running joke.
0: That doesn't sound like us. Um, so, yeah, Henry Jeffrey's book launch was two Tuesdays ago, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then <laughs> um, on Wednesday, we're bottling at Balfour, uh, but I'm actually in Germany filling uh, Wild Idol. So I'm I'm bottling um, in two continents on the same day.
1: What? Right, hang on, there's a lot here to unpick, dude. Right, so firstly, right, oh, you know, it's August, it's really busy, yet Mike Boyne goes on holiday, let's have a go. Yeah, oh, what the fuck? I'm a head winemaker. Everybody's bottling. I'll naff off to Germany. Although I think the difference is you're not on holiday in Germany, are you? Is that right? I'm you're working. You, Lee. Hello. I'm working. Are oh, you? You're, you're back. working. I'm back. I'm working.
0: Unfortunately, I'm working. Yeah, I know. I got so excited. I so how do you? How do you? How do you bottle remotely? Um, well, you just don't do any of the work. Uh, the wine's almost oh, ready. Get... So the wine's. The wine's in the wines in tank, and these are our sort of prestige wines, so really quite exciting Chardonnay and a really quite exciting Pinot Noir. We're actually going to bottle them both on the same day because the quantities are not huge. It's about five hours' worth of bottling, probably. Okay. Um, so I felt fairly comfortable about the fact that I wasn't going to be there because all the adjustments I'll make... Well, I, we we started making adjustments last week, and we'll we'll do the final... Editions tomorrow so that when i land in frankfurt um to meet my friends over there uh, i'll be able to call the winery and they should be able to confirm that everything is as i expected and they'll be able to bottle away merrily and i don't have to be there so that's Mm -hmm. you know almost nice just Um, for the
1: the benefit of our listener and and for my own edification um, is it worth asking you about adjustments or is that an episode in itself
0: um it's uh, to be fair no well, i mean it, was it like we've... you know
1: like putting a beer mat under one tank or something
0: yeah basically it's
1: a bit Not of that level. it's
0: it's it's nothing quite it's nothing too major because if you've made a wine well it should be almost ready for bottle anyway by the time you're thinking of bottling um but no this is just tweaking the so2s um sparging it to make sure that the dissolved co2 levels aren't too high um, mm-hmm. which hasn't really been a problem with these wines because they've spent a significant amount of time in oak so that the the co2s naturally escaped um, so yeah it's that's that's those are the main two adjustments everything else is done you know it's cold stabilized it's protein stable everything's set just needs to go in a bottle um, so, yeah, that's, that's that's adjustments for you. It's fine tuning. It's that little tune up pre bottling, yeah. just to make sure that
1: everything's how it should be. Everything's tickety boo. So, amen. You're you're doing this remotely, so you know a superstar, not only a winemaker, a superstar winemaker, because you you can <laughs> I can kill a yak from 500 yards away with mine bullets, right? You can mm-hmm. bottle a load of chardonnay from thousands of miles away using yep. only the power of your thoughts. Yep. I mean what, when like surely Marvel have got a cotton on like I don't know like wine winemaking man. They actually or, tried
0: to buy the rights for it, but um you know the the But you I weren't selling.
1: Would,
0: you're no selling. sellout.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're true me, to your me. core fan base. Even yeah. your third album. I mean every everybody expected you to go mainstream with the third album, not even close. I mean there was barely one chord on it. Let alone two. In
0: fact
1: it was just the one chord, wasn't it? over and over and <laughs> over and over again like a one note song but if you mm, bend the note as, a little as bit as i
0: just said number 5
1: number 5 <laughs> <laughs> you're going to start a wine making revolution dude are you um, are you allowed to inform our listener what's happening in germany or is this sort of like top secret secret agent work oh yeah well, i can talk about the germans
0: uh so we're we're really lucky. Good we... luck. <laughs> well thanks very much, chap no! <laughs> Oh no, every time every anyway every time. I'm just like don't say it, don't say it, don't say. It. Oh every God time I pack. watch
1: that film I'm convinced he's not going to, like the ending's going to be different for a film made fifty years ago. Anyway, yeah, sorry.
0: It, it doesn't change, does it? Um, no. yeah, so yeah, no, I'll fly in uh what time should I flight? Oh, that doesn't matter. I do it in a day. So um, we make a product called Wild Idol, which we make under contract. So it's not actually a Balfour product. It's their own product. It's their thing. Um, it's just made by by me and Dad in Germany. Um, because the major sort of constituent part, the main, the main thing that makes it special is the fact that we use fresh grape juice and... No one in the UK stores fresh grape juice for any particular length of time specific not especially not 10 months which is you know the di- difference between the last harvest and now. Um, so we make we make a we make it in Germany um, it's you know it's a recipe that we we generated during lockdown actually it took about mm-hmm. 18 months to make the first iteration. And then, yeah, been going ever since. Um, And I fly out probably once a quarter, maybe a bit more regularly than that, uh, to taste and confirm blends and sign off. And then I fly back. I usually try and do it in a day, which is hideous. It's a really horrible way of doing things. Um, I'm doing that um, this trip. I leave it. My flight leaves Heathrow at 7 a.m. and gets back into Heathrow at about 9 p.m. Ooh. Um, so it's, it's, it's a big day. Um, but it's quite, it really is quite good fun. And I mean, I don't think there are very many winemakers in the UK who can say they get to do that. So, you know, I, I don't, I actually genuinely quite enjoy it. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's another product because I just don't think I make enough SKUs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you know, <laughs> make hardly anything really yeah we worked out uh i have a new number 52 we have 52 individual skus 52
1: 52, 52 52 52 too many syllables yeah. to work i'll i'll, yeah, I'll come up with i'll come up with it i'll invent a new chord for that for you yeah and if you could just invent a new number that'd be great um
0: so yeah, yeah. so it's it was just it's be, it was a project that we started during lockdown with with no real idea um we just thought it was quite interesting. We were approached by the, by the guys at Wild Idol to to come up with something, and, and we did.
1: I think um, that's I think that's um, absolutely fabulous. That's really exciting, and, and again, it only serves to enhance your uniqueness in, in terms of, of what you are doing. Should should our dear listener wish to try some Wild Idol? is is that possible in the UK? Does yeah, it, yeah. the product yeah, that no, is then sold in the UK, and it's sold yeah, through it's,
0: Balfour, is it or uh, you can buy you can buy it in the shop um, at uh-huh. Balfour. So if you come and visit us. Uh, you can buy it there, um, but they're, they're actually they're very well. They've done incredibly well with where they've where they've got it into. So it's run by the director is called Paul Beavis, who was um, CEO at L'Anson, uh for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, super, really, really knowledgeable guy, really interesting. Um, and if you want to buy it in the UK, you can buy it online, but it's also in Harrods. Selfridges, Dalesford uh, the Dorchester, the Arts Club, Rosewood, Sushi Samba, Nobu, um, Beaverbrook Oh, so just Hyde. like
1: you know, normal everyday, cheap. Yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's quite a retail premium list. product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's thirty-five pounds a, bo- a, a pop, a um, pop, which for non-alk is, is is market-leading yeah, price Yeah um, but you know, again, it's it goes back down to that. Um, you know, that was the price point they wanted to hit, so we had to make mm-hmm. a product that, that we felt was worth that money. Um,
1: well, that's and, also part yeah, of the, you know, part of, of pushing the boundaries of any category. And I, I don't know if I've really stated this on TM and TM before, which sounds like I'm about to make a statement I clearly have made several times. I'm genuinely not sure if I have. Like the the low and no thing for me totally bypasses me. I I get that Mm. it's a thing. I get that it's growing and I get that for for consumers out there, it's really important. And again, a bit like I was saying before with with the tribute, it's just not for me, right? It's just, it's not for me. It's not aimed at me. That's fine. Not, not everything has to be aimed at me. So it's a category. I kind of just like in terms of my day job, I just let other people deal with it. Um, but to, 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 to advance any category, whether despite your interest in it or not, how far can this go? Like what, like at some point in the past, nobody was making moleback over thirty quid, right? In exactly. the UK market, or for I remember when the first moleback that broke hundred quid came to the UK, uh, and mm. even I was like, mm, "Really, moleback hundred quid? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know about that." And I'm a massive fan. until you do it, you don't know. No, no, so. and and I mean it's
0: it's it's working. It's it's. You Know they, they've worked incredibly hard to build the brand, and the product I think really stands up as well. Um, and it's yeah, I, I it's not an area we knew a massive amount about. That's it's, uh, it's when, when we went into it. I've I've learned a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, because you're effectively making soft drinks, so it's a whole new ball game, it's a whole, it comes whole to different set, yeah, re- regulations and and things yeah. like that. And that's that in itself is. Is mildly terrifying at times, but mm-hmm. it's quite exciting and you know, learning new skills and yeah, it's it's awesome. Someone's got to do it and someone's got to do it well. I think that's the thing. Is actually, I yeah don't like much of the non-alks that are in the in the market, and as a result, I don't drink them. Um, same,
1: same. So I, I've tried quite a lot of low and no because again, in my day job, it's. And the kind of client base we have, it's something that is growing with that customer base. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the reasons I'm not particularly interested in it, Um. again, there's there's lots of reasons and they're all quite nuanced. And I'll happily have that conversation if anybody wants to. Um. I don't think it's relevant because it doesn't really matter what I think about anything, to be honest. Uh, but most of the low and no stuff I've tried from from beers to spirits to wines just haven't been very good regardless of um, you go all right it's not got alcohol in it so it doesn't taste the same okay like park that you've got to stop treating it so i was tasting some non-alcoholic wine uh and this was almost like sort of spinning cone um stuff yeah, yeah. Of, there, were, there was some um oh, i've forgotten the name of it some of the the vacuum distillate stuff in there as well um okay yeah and and, and i said to him right i've got to stop treating this like wine because it isn't it's it's a different product i can't i can't judge this by a set of criteria that applies to stuff that's got 12 13 14 percent alcohol in but even that aside most of it was just like just this is just not very good it's not a nice thing to drink the the best wine that i found is the light signs by zero Um, Mm -hmm. and i tasted that sighted so i knew it was a non-alcoholic riesling and the thing for me was like actually this still actually does taste like riesling okay and that's really important. I, I deal with a beer, which is Brooklyn special effects, which is made okay, using yeah. um, something called lazy yeast. So it it, it right. naturally stops at like point three percent or something, you know, very, okay, very yeah, low yeah, enough yeah. to be, to classify as no alcohol. Um, and actually you try that. And again, I tasted that sighted. I was like, this actually tastes like beer. And not only that, it tastes like nice beer. Like, mm. okay. So the other stuff, I remember the days of caliber, we were like this just tastes like piss. Yeah. You know. And it does a lot. A lot of it does. So you have, to, and you
0: have to sort of bear that in mind when you, when you are doing this stuff. So it's, but yeah, I think I think what we've got out there is 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 good. Um, and I'm Excellent. Quite, yeah, proud of
1: well, it. Maybe um, maybe we'll
0: um
1: I think maybe, maybe we should we do a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: a lower low no episode. Get get Paul yeah. on and he can tell us all about where he's where he's selling
1: get that and um maybe we could tap up the the wonderful the magnificent chris losch who's heading up the the, the new competition to promote low and no um it's an area he's really got into uh, and he's well worth oh, it yeah. he's, he's great fun so we could get get him on and uh, talk about other things but you know he's he's really clued upon that as a, as a category as well and this competition is, isn't just aimed at sort of zero alcohol wines it's covering wines beer spirits spirits for me is the one where i struggle the most because you see the you know the price that these non-alcoholic spirits are going out at, and they've not got alcohol yeah. in them, and you know what duty costs on a liter yeah. of gin, and you're like, mm. but anyway, that's again more nuanced conversation. Um, so just just moving this on, if if I may, um, because there's there's been a big story. So again, as we said, we're recording this like two weeks ahead of when the episode's going to go live, so this might just be really old news. Or there's been some massive groundbreaking thing that makes everything we say sound awful or apologist or something. Can you um, imagine? But but there has there has been a story that's made the national press in the last few days and it concerns and and I think, you know, you you, you should be reasonably clued upon this. But it, it seems that there's there's quite a lot of English winemakers out there that have been smoking crack.
0: Yeah. Well I don't know. I've it's either that, or are there some really good PR people out there?
1: Um, are are there, believe... are there good PR
0: people? They... That's awful. There, there, are are nice, yourself,
1: there, are nice, there are nice PR people. So yeah. uh, here we go. Guardian headline. This was Friday 11th of August. English wine producers predict bumper harvests after July rainfall. Do you um? Do you like sort of rain at flowering? Do you like that? Um, No,
0: but I hear at Newhall they really <laughs> like it.
1: <laughs> but our tongues are firmly <laughs> in our cheeks, our own cheeks, uh, not yeah. each other's. Just, <laughs> I, th-
0: I think they've been slightly misquoted there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure at Newhall they 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 don't like rain at flowering, although that certainly was what came came across in that article. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh So, yeah, this is this is the article that. Well, the article it's been picked up by a few people now. Yes, it has um, regarding. Um, the bumper harvest and um, and how how the July rain actually helped English wine um, with the formation of this incredible crop um, and of course it's just um, well total bollocks really isn't it I, I mean yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah June yeah, was incredibly hot fruit set was big and and the crop that is potentially out there is big. July has not helped that everything no. everything it's, it's driven up disease pressure mm-hmm. um, the mildew threat is extraordinarily high um, I know personally of vineyards not in the Balfour sort of catalog but I Empire. know of vineyards who, who have who have quite severe mildew issues and, and mm-hmm whose crop is very much on the line at the moment, mm-hmm. because, well, it's rained a lot. Everything's uh, wet. Well,
1: July, July saw <laughs> more than 140 millimetres of rain. Um which is the sixth highest total for July since records began in 1836. Obviously, like, suddenly someone might be listening I was going, say oh, he's clued like up.
2: The
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I, I initially went seventh, but I, I'm always one year out. Um, I, I've I've got remember, got... You've got to remember the
0: that surprisingly wet July in 1912 that we, that we often
1: forget. We do um, for, we do forget when that. Considering it
0: was, the it, top ten wet July. It, it was
1: overshadowed by everything going on with the Titanic, you know, and... By mm. July, like, come on, seriously, we've talked about that a lot, haven't we? Um, also, I've there got... was definitely room on that door. There was. What on earth was, was she playing at? Absolute oh, disgrace, poor old Jack.
0: He died for nothing.
1: Yes, he did. Uh, but he, he he resurfaced many years later, didn't he? And woke up on a beach, apparently. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've got in front of me the, uh, the, the, the the same story being covered by the drinks <laughs> business, which is where I've got that those figures from. Um, yeah. And uh, the quote here is from Ned orty, who's interim CEO for YGB, says the dry warm June resulted in an early and strong fruit set with plenty of good sizable bunches. However, I think a little bit later, which he's quoted, and, and this hasn't necessarily made it through into the national press. Um, uh, the same uh, same individual, Ned orty says the wet July has swelled bunches, but also brought disease pressure um so vineyards have been working hard to mitigate this which we touched on uh, a couple of episodes ago about what you're we going to do but I, I, yeah. I think something missing here whilst you know grapes can swell with rainwater so the grapes get bigger so you increase your like what about concentration and dilution well, well there's that you've made so loads I mean, of wine I mean, but it doesn't taste of anything
0: uh to be honest mate i walked i walked our vineyards today they ain't swollen they're like bullets <laughs> at the moment <laughs> no, well
1: they're not going to be yet they're not going to be yet the, funny, are they? the but... funny
0: thing is about about july being wet was it also meant it wasn't very sunny um yeah and, and so so the fruit i mean it's it's not behind behind but you know when you think of how advanced we've been in recent years mm-hmm. um it's certainly somewhat 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 behind those schedules um, which is you... which is fine. It just means I'll be harvesting in late October, which is really what I want to be doing.
1: Oh yeah, Honest. definitely. Uh, especially yeah. again when you've got more risk from cold and frost. rain and frost. Yeah. Do you wonder? Not that I'm at all cynical in any mm. way. You mm. know, is has it been a slow news day? Like, I mean, you, so one of the I things feel, that's good here, like right? It has is. Uh, it's Eng- English wine getting press is good in the sense of hopefully it gets more people thinking about it. Now, if you think about these stories, haven't necessarily had to be paid for by PR. You've yeah. you've got. I, I think your PR would be measured in something called AVE, haven't you? Advertising value equivalent. Yeah. So all this national press is potentially worth what tens of thousands, maybe more, to produce. Yeah, I just
0: thought so. You know, I right. mean, it's so, on the BBC. It was on. It was in the Express. So you know that cost us. That would have diminished the ABE. Um, <laughs> it, it was also in the Mail. Um, oh dear. Yeah, yeah, I know bad Ooh. times. Um, yeah, but it was in the Times. And the Times, I, I, I well, is owned by Rupert Murdoch, so he's nice. Um, oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um. Shum- so. Um, But yeah, sorry, I'm being, I'm being, I've not, I've, I've sat on a fence, haven't I? Look, it's unlike you. Yeah, I know. Um, Look, it's very good PR, and they've done, and it's always nice to have English wine in the sort of public eye. (laughs) I suspect, and I hope I'm wrong. And I think I probably am wrong. I, th- I th- I'm I'm mildly optimistic about the harvest. However, I am not so mildly optimistic that I'd go to the national press and say, "Yeah, no, I'm in for a bumpy hmm. year, and I can't wait, and it's going to be the best fruit I've ever worked with."
1: Now, now thinking long term, yeah. So, average consumer reads this and goes, "Wow, they're making more wine in England." Aware yeah. of actually, the weather hasn't been great. Right. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Doesn't matter if it's a tough year. They can make more. If they make more, it shouldn't cost as much. Yeah. No. It's still going to cost. Th- that's as That's just one <laughs> line of thinking in a consumer's mindset, right? Potentially. Absolutely. And I, I yeah, talk about yeah. from, from you know experience of dealing with customers. But you know, twenty-one years I've been dealing with customers. So that's, you know most of mm. my career has been consumer. Far. I now work in a. Although my role is ostensibly business facing, I still spend most of my time talking direct to consumers. And yeah. I just, I just wonder if like get the PR, get people thinking English wine, great. I one of the things I really like about All Angels' social media feed mm. is it's always been really honest. So yeah. it's not just like pictures and and videos of Mark Darley going into the vines, going, "Hey, look at my wonderful vines, all's great." I'm going here's my Pinot Noir, and I'm going to, you know, obviously he doesn't talk about the fact he grows Rondo. Um, we've got to get him on Monday, um, and, to, we do, and have we the Rondo do. discussion. I mean,
0: well, do we need to have the discussion? Is it, you know?
1: Yeah, we do. In fact, yeah, let's go do. down there and see him, and and you distract him. I will okay. up the Rondo and plant it with with Pinot Noir. Um, but you know it his social media with feed. For sake, but... <laughs> <laughs> Pretend we were really pissed off ex-employee. No, because you'd meet Mark Darley and go. It'd be really, it'd be really difficult to get pissed I, off by Mark yeah, Darley because he's I such don't... a nice individual.
0: He is, and I I really
1: like the All Angels finds that I've tried. Um, I, I, I I like them. I like what they do. I like I like him very much. Um, anyway, yeah. but his social media feed is always on us. So you know, he talks openly about like I'm really struggling with frost I've lost thirty percent, or not that that's happened yeah. this year, but in the past. And I think the the mm. more that we want to get, it, it's difficult because you want to get consumers into into the category, but you don't want to like overload them with information. It's a bit like you know, somebody walks into Curry's PC World. And they get jumped on we're by sales, a salesperson trying to sell them all, all, all sorts of bits and Curry. pieces. And you, go, you leave, right? Um, so you want people to get engaged with this as a subject and as a category. But this this category, you know, we're still in a marginal climate. You know, this isn't the world's easiest. We've not got wine making sussed and cracked and that's it. We're just going to follow Australia and producing loads of really great quality, actually really affordable wine to get no. consumers into the category we have to somehow get that information out to them that look this is still really difficult people work really hard this is still expensive or it costs money to do this we're not just going to suddenly make a, a new zealand 71 bon Bond look like for 9 quid and no maybe i'm overthinking stuff i don't know i, I don't tend to do that no
0: i think you i think you're absolutely right and and again i think it's i think i've, I've, I've said something along these lines that before about ongb and potentially them being teeny tiny bit naive sometimes when it comes to dealing with the press you know a bit like when we when we released the industry figures which confidently projected huge production and declining sales and said isn't it great um it feels a bit like that but maybe less of maybe a bit less um you know they, they they have tempered the excitement by saying, and obviously disease pressure is high. And, and obviously, you know, it's their job to make sure that as many people hear about wine being made mm-hmm. in the UK as possible. However, yeah. there were stories in the press last year about a bumper harvest. Mm-hmm. There were stories in the press the year before about it being a big harvest and how exciting it was. We can only have so many bumper harvests before people start
1: to expect that price. To are we? Drop. <laughs> are we trying to do Bordeaux <laughs> three hundred years too early? You know, it is the best vintage we have ever seen.
0: Yeah, 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 no, I mean, literally, the gouloirs are just falling out of my mouth. <laughs> there are too many of them. Um, and I, You're I, not I'm going to concerned.
1: Frankfurt. You're going to learn to speak French, aren't you? Is,
0: it, is the wor- <laughs> it is the worry though that you know every year we we find ourselves talking up the vintage that's just been, you know i, I, I and and it's important because we have to sell the wine and we need we need people to buy it uh, yeah. so you can 't go around being like well i wouldn't buy more twenty twenty ones the 2022s no. that are coming next no. are much better. Um no. because you know, in twenty-one there were some there were some good wines made there, but but mm-hmm. there were it was it was also quite a hard year to make good wines. Um yep. But if we keep building up expectations that every year is gonna be a bumper year, then you're gonna get every Tom Dick and Harry with a few quid chucking a vineyard yeah. in, um, which will lead to a wine lake.
1: <laughs> and wow. on top of
0: that Sorry, continue. Oh, no. Carry
1: on. No, go uh, on. Go. Oh, no,
0: I, th- I thought you were going to tell me you bought a vineyard and I was just going to say, where on earth, where on earth is
1: this? Um, well, I heard, no, Cr- I heard Crouch Valley was pretty good, but I couldn't afford that, so I just planted Rondo in my back garden, which is north-facing, so I thought that was probably the best thing to do.
0: To be honest, it's the best thing for the Rondo. It'll hope- Hopefully it won't
1: survive. <laughs> <laughs> Rondo! Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. talking about of a wine lake, I'm going to. Well, now I'm I'm kind of cutting this off, which is a shame because we just got going. But talking about a wine lake, so the the risk you run, and, and this was something actually touched on in Henry Jeffrey's book, which I feel was, was quite important, but we didn't really have time to, to go into it. Um, although I think he, he did touch on it a little bit in the pod, if I remember, was, you know, in researching various producers, he, he went back to sort of Company's House and looked at the counts. And made the point that, you know, make, making money, we all know making money out of wine is is not easy. There's the famous cliche of, you know, if you want to make a small fortune in wine, start with a big one, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. He talks about how actually, you know, there's a, there's a lot of producers out there. There's a lot of goodwill in this industry, right? And people involved in it, which is brilliant. Um, because we are new and we are marginal in terms of climate and production. We can't guarantee... You, you know, just because you made thirteen million bottles one year, you, d- you don't then go, "Well, we'll we'll make the same next year or more." You go, "Well, I might make half what I made next year." Um, but he talks about how you know, there's there's potentially a lot of producers out there that are just kind of one phone call away from somebody going, "Yeah, I want my money back now," to causing yeah. no a real problem. But there's, there's there's I think two years ago, three million vines were planted. You know, there's increasing plants. and all of this is really positive and great. More stuff happening in in English wine, that's brilliant. However, I'm going to sort of take us across the pond to Washington State, which is actually a winery I I work with, or with whom I work in my day job. Uh, Chateau Mm. Saint-Michel, who are the biggest producer by quite some distance in Washington State. Uh, And they actually own, so they they did own, up until fairly recently, they own Stag's Leap, obviously historically hugely important, influential producer based in Napa in the States. Um, So Chateau Saint-Michel uh I'm, I'm fairly familiar with quite a lot of their wines they make some really nice stuff if you you know I, I don't drink a huge amount of american wines, but off my radar but they they tend to be sort of quite classy wines they're they're the world's single largest producer of riesling Ferg, and and really? as, as you know really? as you know yeah, yeah so so no other single business makes more riesling than chateau saint michel um i they, had they, no th- idea they uh, so most of their stuff is sort of planted behind the cascade mountains so it's in the rain shadow you know long growing season lots of sunshine um yeah. you know, great for, for reason they they have a project where they work with ernie lawson um a wine called they make a wine called Aroica. now as you know folk, you yeah. know i'm a huge huge fan i actually suffer as you know from chronic riesling dependency you know yeah, they know. grow how, loads of riesling and, and you, you well you don't you don't grow a single single vine of riesling you know i just know if, you know if, I, if I'm your friend and, brave, and you know I, I you've got some Riesling. Yeah, planted some Riesling. Ah I take it all back. You hero. Let's do it. Yeah, you you're work. Welcome. Welcome. Riesling, Riesling. Thank you. I yeah, I, yeah. I have been humbled before you. Yeah, no.
0: Um You must now pay obeisance to the to the Holy Ghost. This is Mike Boyne. Um That's the second time you've used that word. <laughs>
1: Therefore it's become the name of the episode. Obeisance. Brilliant. Um Love it. Uh, but anyway, so Chateau Saint-Michel, you know, a big producer. Um, they have confirmed this story came out on the 10th of August. So, again, you know, we're recording a couple of weeks before the actual episode drops. Uh, Chateau Saint-Michel has confirmed it will buy 40% fewer grapes from growers this year to ensure the health of its business. And I was just, you know, everybody's got it tough at the minute. Global recession, coming out of COVID, locked up, cost of energy. Basically, I'm trying to think how to sum up the the entire situation that involves many different industries and people. Um, And and I don't want to get technical or seem like I'm being clever or anything, but I think the best way to describe it is everything's fucked.
0: Yes, I believe the line is, I wrote in my diary this morning and I wrote, (laughs) bugger. Um, Yeah, I thought I was going to go and
1: keep wicket for the Croydon gentleman, marry Doris. (laughs) work at pratt and sons um but you know a huge producer um yeah so um i i was looking for the stat of how many how many growers they buy from but i, I don't think i can find it off the top of my head you know there's a lot of people grow grapes and sell them to a producer right that that's an established business model in in all wine making yeah, yeah. countries um wait we, we grow grapes that's what we do we sell them to you, you make the wine because we don't want to be winemakers. We can't afford a winery, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, how many vineyards in the UK rely on producers buying up their grapes? And if, as we know, you know, you have a lot of estate fruit, but you work, you have long term contracts with established and reputable growers. That's, that's a model. That's how it works, right? It, you, everybody yeah, yeah. does that, right? Um, yeah. If, you know, you turned around one year, And said we're we're going to buy forty percent less fruit this year. How do that? What do those growers do? What happens?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it it is it is something that that rears its head every once in a while in English wine. It's this idea that sooner or later there may be an oversupply issue. Mm. I mean, we're we're contract bound, so everything that grows in our growers vineyards. We are bound not just by the fact that it's the right thing to do, but actually, of, of course. course, we've got we've got a contract. It's quite punitive if we don't. um We've got to take it. <laughs> but oh, uh, that this riesling isn't ripe. You've got to take it, Ferg. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, if it doesn't meet the quality criteria, then 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 I can reject. But you know, that's yeah, of there's, course. There's, of course you know we have we have an obligation and to be honest i wouldn't want to work somewhere that doesn't have that sort of protection in place for i growers because, I, I, I wholly agree because there are a lot of them you know we we work with some real big boys of sort of fruit growing so that, you know people mm-hmm. with thousands of acres of orchards and for them the 100 not even hundred 150 acres of vines that they've put in for us is is small beer um but then we also work with um well it's in the book um, Brissenden Vineyard, which mm-hmm. is a tiny, uh, twelve-acre site, beautiful site with this amazing um, block of Pinot Noir that was planted in the '80s, and it's it's really, really interesting fruit, really lovely people, family-owned. You know, it's grandpa. If you go on their social media, it's grandpa doing the work in the tractor, mm-hmm. and you know the ch- the grandchildren are running around, and it's 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 unbelievably sweet. Um, you know, if I turned around and reneged on our contract with them, that would be pretty mean. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're they're lucky they could probably, well, they would. Their, their fruit is is that interesting that that you know they'd find a buyer. But if everyone starts doing that, it it could get scary. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a there's a there's a human face on that,
1: and it's yeah. it's it it would be it would be quite a sad day. Um, I think that's sort of what I was thinking in terms of English wine. So, going from you know bumper harvest to that's great, but we still need people buying it. What if they're not? What if then we've got a, a glut of grapes? You know, we're, yeah. we're still at the start of English wine. I think, I think the more we can establish the faces and the personalities, like it's, you've got to yeah. you've got to keep it real, man. You've got to keep it real. Like this you is do, this is an could... industry that there's real people behind this, right? This isn't just some big faceless thing and and actually the more the more people can buy into those people and buy into cuz wine is people and place right so what an opportunity yeah. for english wine to go yeah we're here we're new but like get to know the people get to know the place
0: absolutely and i think that's i think that's really important um it it is scary but you know it, you have to rely on the brands making the right business decisions and making the right mm-hmm. the correct um sales and marketing strategy and the correct sort of um, production scheduling. You know, because that's Mm -hmm. the other side of it is actually they might have a plan where they're like, okay, so we're expanding. We're going to plant X amount, We're going to grow to this size. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a purely hypothetical thing. Um, They might have that plan, but then vineyards in their third year can produce a commercial yield. But if Mm -hmm. their business plan had it in the fifth year, they might end up with something of an oversupply very early on. Um, and that can be problematic. So you know, people need robust sales channels and they need to be they need to be putting plans in place. And I'm sure they are. And I mm-hmm. I know we are I know, you know, we're we're very lucky we're with almost well no last year we did. We sold more than we made last year. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a good position to be in. Um, but it's something that people need to bear in mind and i'm sure they are bearing in mind so you know i don't want to sound like i'm moralizing um
1: no that's what i'm but, here for. yeah
0: exactly <laughs> you'll, you'll notice are. that
1: um i'm recording from arbiter. a tower made of made of ivory. um but no, no you're right and it's that thing and again you sort of mentioned it a second ago like more and more people want to get into into english wine which is is brilliant yeah. But I've seen it. I've come at this from a different perspective. The amount of people I've seen get into the pub trade. Well, yeah. Okay. You know, we've we've made a load of money. We've decided to change a career. We're gonna we're gonna buy a pub. Okay. Great. Brilliant. Really exciting. What's mm. your experience of, of the pub? Well, you know, I've been drinking pubs for thirty years. Right. Okay. But what's your experience of pubs? Well, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't buy a pub. Don't because it's no. it's a lot harder. Please don't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna plant this English vineyard. Great. Okay. Again, you know, you don't want to everybody with the same brush, but there's going to be people out there who just think, well, you plant the vines, pick them in September, job done. Like, no, 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 no. no I mean, again, not. maybe I'm just cynical and grumpy and nobody's thinking that and everybody's really smart and switched on. Does yeah, really I mean, and look, look,
0: you know, I'm sure they are. Um, but it it does it does just tingle in the back of my head, you know, just just make sure you really thought this through before you, before yeah. you plant um yeah. because you don't want it to go wrong
1: no you don't no in, in terms of right. so, like kind of coming back to it we've covered like two or three well we've not covered two or three we've mentioned two or three subjects here so mm. in, in terms of you know one, one of the things we need to do with english wines is, is grow sales of english wine right we yeah. you, there isn't a single category out there going no i don't really need to grow sales you know everybody needs to grow sales everybody wants to grow sales so selling to the UK, we've got you know, really good independent merchants behind it. You know, the, the on-trade is getting more and more involved in English wine. That's sort of slow and steady way. That's great. What do you think about, you know, I know there's a few producers export. What's your opinion on, you know, which markets should we be exploring, do you think? And are we doing enough as an industry to explore them?
0: I think it's an area, I think it's an area that we're getting better at um you know people like people actually are now hiring people to to manage their export arm you know Mm guzbo um Mm -hmm. um by all accounts a very good export salesman whose whose role it is purely to find and deliver leads in in europe and, and scandinavia and wherever else um it's something we are going to have to take seriously because there's only so much forty five pound wine you can wine you can force upon mm-hmm. the English market. I think we're quite a long way away from reaching that saturation point, but sooner or later it will come. And when that day comes, it'd be much better if you already had sales channels elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Scandinavia is the classic at the moment. Everyone mm-hmm. is selling into Scandinavia because the well, there's um. There's the monopoly, um, Mm -hmm. which means, you know, you only sell into one thing and then from there it gets distributed. They do the rest. They do the rest, which is lovely. Um, There's also the fact that tax on alcohol is unbelievably high um,
1: (laughs) in Norway, Sweden and elsewhere. Frighteningly so, isn't it? (laughs) It is terrifying. How much Um, for this bottle of Bex? That's about forty-five
0: yeah. pounds. I can buy an English
1: wine for that. <laughs> you can, um, and that's
0: that's the wonderful thing, though, because you go out, you go out there, and you say, "Oh, well, this this blanc de blanc is actually forty-eight quid," and they go, "Oh, yeah, no, that's 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 value. Well, not value, yeah. but they're inured to it to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're used to paying more for their wine than maybe mm-hmm. than maybe we are." as a Mm -hmm. nation and and that's that's a good thing so you know we we do we're really busy in norway um we've got some bits in sweden um we do some stuff with finland they're all quite they're all big markets and they're growing and that's really exciting um the usa just feels like something that i I, i'm sure you can break the usa but i think you need Mm -hmm. to be really big
1: and I don't think well, English to, wine to, is as, as, really big. As has been proved in the past, right, 1960s, British mm. Invasion, Fab Four, right? Beatles went yeah. out there, smashed it. So we need, you've, we've just come up with a brand new segment, which is only for this episode, called mm-hmm. the Fab Four. Who are the Fab Four individuals? Because there was no like it's got people, place, personality, right? Who are the four mm-hmm. individuals? From English wine that we send out to crack America, who are going to be but the English wine Beatles? You're one of them because you're on the pod, so you have to be. You're one of them. Well, yeah, I right. I have to be there, but
0: I reckon um, that Dermot grew might be quite good. I, I think he he'd, a be I he'd be great father. He'd be fantastic. <laughs> Funny, he didn't even fly today. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and yeah, oh, how did that get brought... there?
1: <laughs> The Americans are back, Ted. <laughs> the thing is, he doesn't even sound anything like this at all. No, no, he really doesn't. We've just decided that he's Father Dougal. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to go and see him. Go. I know your name. I know where you make yeah. wine, and he's going to go. Well, of course you do. I'm, I'm Dermot. So, so there's you. There's, there's before this gets any any more litigious. There's you. There's Dermot. <laughs> Who are the other two? Who are the the, 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 the Fab Four?
0: Oh, I don't know. Do you, do you want winemakers or do you do you, do you take some Does, salespeople?
1: You know, doesn't have to be winemakers. Just the facts. you English um, wine because you've
0: got what's his face, Gareth Maxwell, formerly of Hattingley of Valley. Hattingley, yeah, yeah, and he's created his own sort of. Branding luxury house, like yeah, yeah. I'm not quite. Sure. I'm not quite sure because because I am but a simple
1: winemaker, I don't fully understand it. But I could see him schmoozing sure. like the really, you know, like the um from the Simpsons, you know, the Texan guy, the really rich yeah. Texan guy, Wes Stetson. But like, I could see Gareth yeah. Maxwell yeah. schmoozing those folks. Uh, I'm gonna th- really I'm gonna that. throw in a name. I'm gonna throw it. So we've oh, yeah. not settled on Gareth Maxwell. It's just come up into the conversation. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, throw yeah, in no, Zoe Driver.
0: Oh yes, great shout!
1: She she's got to be in the Fab Four. She's she really, has I, yeah. knows what she's doing. Brilliant in front of people. Talks up the wines. Yeah. Got, the, got got the chops, as we say on the pod. So I'm uh, she, she's my shout for one of the Fab Four.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Actually, um, yeah, what fantastic winemaker, fantastic personality. You know, it's spot on, great choice. Um, or you could go, you could go for someone like you know Emma Rice. I mean, I dare
1: speak yeah. her name. I mean, she—that would be a powerhouse to a, take a along with you. Powerful, classic, um, established, respected name. Not that the other names aren't respected. Sorry, that sounds dreadful. Well, I mean, um, my name is in the mix. So it's I mean, she's basically sign. the. I I, 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 I was about to use this analogy with a with a very famous person, then go. It doesn't necessarily sound quite the way I want it to sound, but I am going to say it anyway, and then try to say it anyway. Yeah,
0: good, yeah
1: she, yeah. she, she is the Dame Judi Dench of English wine, right? respected yeah that doesn't that doesn't sound
0: you, great at all mate
1: i respected a figure <laughs> who changed everything has maintained that been at the top of the game for a long time like i'm not saying she's obviously not as old as dame judy dench that's not my i'm just making this worse aren't i Ferg? yeah you really are i i'd, a, I'd a, get a, out a, now emma i i hope you, you you took that in the spirit it was mate, intended she doesn't listen to the pod it's fine no of course she doesn't and why would she <laughs> she's I don't way me. too busy um well, yeah, what about that'd be quite cool. okay Okay, we need a wall packed. Go on. Go have on. Have you met
0: Julia Eve
1: No, I haven't. She's She's okay, got so, far too much sense to be in a, in the same city as me, let alone room. So, Julia Eve, she works for um, YNGB, GB, and she
0: before that was. But um, well, she's really
1: um, an okay guy. Sorry, that's an yeah. alien reference. <laughs> don't <laughs> you, don't hold <laughs> that
0: against her. Um, but she has been around English wine since forever, and she that no that sounds wrong. Um, she she she's just she's just this amazing person who has been around and building. She was an English wine producers before UKVA and English wine producers combined to form um, Wine GB, and if you want someone who's going to you know you're talking about the fab four going out there to break america you need someone who's go, who knows how these events work knows how to set these events up knows how to put the right people in in front of the right people julia trusted me is that woman um she's phenomenal i'm she's a huge definitely fan.
1: definitely um, in the Fab four you me. know
0: doesn't get you know why don't you be i i i mock them i deride them i'm never n- entirely nice about them but actually the guys there work so unbelievably hard and do you know it's like because
1: we're, we're british and and that's our sense of humor it, it comes from a place of love right when we do that it does. which, which sounds yeah, like that's... making hang on a minute that's i'm playing playing that through in my head that doesn't sound quite right um but yes we it's a very british <laughs> sense of humor right we sort of downplay it a little bit um, yeah. I I think you need a warmer pact uh, and mm-hmm. uh, again it's an analogy that doesn't work so I'm not even going to say the analogy actually but you need a warmer pact that's Brad Bradtricks and Sherry Spriggs they're out their warm oh, yeah, nice. I think what we do Ferg is we put this over to our dear listener who would be your British Fab Four four people from English wine don't have to be winemakers four people from English wine we put them together they go out and they crack America a the Beatles in the 60s. Just to be clear, that's America the continent, not America no, Brewer. No, no, nobody could crack America Brewer. No, no, She's she impenetrable. She's a stone wall. They, yeah,
0: no, yeah she America crack
1: America. <laughs> America cracks them. In, 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 oh, Yeah, in Ostbrook, America cracks you, um, which is a, a really old meme, but nonetheless very funny. Um, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, like, America, we've no. not got America in there. Like, she's got to be in the Fab 4, surely. And she's I mean, going to America. Like, Yeah. And her name's America. And her name's, it. exactly. America in America. America does America, right? I mean, it's, yeah. And she drives a so, really, I'm quite jealous of her Fent <laughs> tractor. It's a really nice tractor. I remember seeing her when I when I, when I first met her in, in, I think it was the first time I met her in person. No, it can't have been. The, yeah. the, the first time I went to Oshbrook, I went to the, the Vineyard and Winery. And she pulls up mm. in this, like, you know, properly old Land Rover gets out in the most elegant dress you've ever seen any human being wear and massive heels. And yeah, nice. those two things, you know, that's, that's America. But, that's but not America. in a, <laughs> it's not a showy, not a like, oh, if I do this, it's like, that's who she is. We, we've we yeah, got to get yeah, America totally. on here on one episode. I mean, because all we do is like, just ask one question and then just leave it recorded for an hour and a half. She's magnificent. I, 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 I mean, respect it would make, America it would make so it... much
0: it would make it a hell of a lot easier. We could just leave her, leave her, leave her to
1: (laughs) it. America, America (laughs) Brewer is the equivalent of a really good, high quality custom Gibson Les Paul. You know, that, um, that line in Spinal Tap and go, listen to this, like, "Ah," listen to the sustain. Mm. You can go away and have a three course meal and come back. and still, "Ah," that's America. That's one question. Go away, have a bite, come back. But she, but she's not waffling. Like everything she's telling you is Gold absolute yeah. gold um so we no, will yeah. get um america enough. on here one i mean she's far too cool for us but we'll we'll get her on oh, here one day she is really cool for us awesome um, awesome so dear listener we would like you to put together your english wine fab four four people from the english wine industry all aspects of it and we're putting together a dream team to go to america this it's like that fantasy football thing we're not actually going to do it we don't have any money and everybody's really busy but you can you imagine your... if someone gave us the money, like if someone from DEFRA was listening to this and they went, Oh,
0: yeah, no, oh, no. come on. Well, you and I you would have to go
1: because we've come up with it, so we'll have to yeah, patent yeah. this or trade Dear listener, it listener, If you it. work for DEFRA, um, <laughs> for, right, reckon... what we're saying, Ferg's <laughs> mom, is you need to go and get employment from DEFRA, it's the least yeah. you can do for us. We've given you literally minutes of entertainment since we started 12 months ago. I, go and get a job at DEFRA. Yet? We may nearly up on a year. Our, our first we episode went out near the end of September. Um We should do we, we something should, for uh, that. We like should I think we party. should dress in dress in black, be very solemn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, black get everybody to get our our listener to wear a black armband. Yeah. Um, um Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's so,
0: the Reichenbach falls and
1: I don't know, jump off. Um Wow, that got dark. Yeah it did, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was you just did. going to go Holmes. Oh, nice. you see what, I've, nice. see what I've done there. I I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Uh, Do you are you aware what's on of, of
0: the pod next time? See what I did um, there. I I see. I, I actually don't know what's on the pod next. time. So no, sure. I don't know what's, we what we, we haven't
1: even looked at that running order yet. We, I mean, we, we haven't. Is... not not even close. But I I heard a, a sort of a, a, a cling of a glass. Are you, what what are you drinking this week? Is, are you drinking anything to talk about? As in, uh, has it got uh, alcohol in it? I am actually, I am
0: actually, uh, to my to my great shame, drinking agua pura because uh, I have got a big old week, so I'm we off have. the sauce today. Uh, but I regularly hear the chink from your side, so perhaps,
1: Lee, you'd like to tell us what you have mostly been drinking this month. What, what have I we- mostly been drinking? Um, I've been very lucky. At, um, you know, all all these wine PR agencies, there's only actually one of them that engages with me, mostly because like, I'm not worth talking to because I've only got like, two followers and I post no content anymore because I'm just sick and tired of it all and crusty and simple. Anyway, I'm going on. Um, the, the wonderful R&R uh, PR, they, they still engage with me and talk to me. I have no idea why. It cannot be worth their while, I'm sure. But they, they still do because they're just lovely people. And I, I guess they've taken pity on me because I, I just look so old and worn. Um, because I am, but they've um, they're very kindly contacted me. You know, a positive me. pod mate. And um, <laughs> oh, I'm positive about everything except me, because there's nothing to be positive about. Um, Ferg, you're looking particularly wonderful <laughs> this evening, I have to say, in your vintage T-shirt. Uh, by vintage, we mean the T-shirt relates to the vintage it was harvested, not a really old T. Uh, although it's quite old now as well, isn't it? but not well, because you it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, we're in we're in low date low data we're... mode. Low data mode. So, anyway, um, R&R, Hannah at R&R, contact me, said, um, you know, would, would you like to try a couple of these wines from Arasaris? And is featured on our... One of the early they episodes. I did. I sent, I sent yeah. you a Syrah, didn't I? Coastal Syrah. Yeah. Um, I really
0: enjoyed that. That was delicious.
1: Um, well, they yeah. so, were Eraserys. So, they were founded in 1870. They're now sixth mm-hmm. generation. And they... Planted Syrah in 1993. Now, I'm not sure if they were the first. They were certainly one of the first to plant Syrah in Chile. I need, I need to seek full clarification on that. They, they may well have been the first people to do it. They, they were certainly amongst really, them. um, yeah. back in 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 93. Uh, explored mm. Aconcagua You know, quite quite a big producer now, but um, I've, I, they make a, a huge range of wines from entry level to like really iconic. And you've got the um the vigneron Chadwick, like really top stuff. So Eduardo Chadwick started working with them 40 years ago, 1983. Uh, he that he went on to be awarded Decanter's Man of the Year in 2018. Interestingly. But anyway, Hannah Arinar said, Would you like to try a couple of wines from Razares? And I've gone, yeah, great, like Chilean kit. Like I like wine. Like wine. Mm. Right? This happens to be Chilean. Could be It could be French. Don't know, like wine. Um so I've got the uh, Eraseries Estate Reserva Chardonnay and Estate Reserva Carmoniere. The Reserva indicates that they so it's a state fruit, obviously, in Aconcagua. Mm -hmm. The Reserver indicates that these wines have spent six months in French oak. Um, I'm not entirely sure as to the grading of the, you know, how much of it is first, second, third fill. From the wines themselves, I'd say that that not much of the oak in these wines is brand new because it's really subtle uh, and integrated. Mm -hmm. The chardonnay. Nice. This is going to sound really disingenuous. The chardonnay. It, it smells of. Chardonnay. You know, there's a there's a smell, and you go that's chardonnay. Yes, it, it's that, and it's like if you, if you smelt that smell, you know exactly what I mean. If you haven't, I go and I smell some exactly. chardonnay. The, basically,
0: the, the minute you said that, I knew exactly what that smell it was. Just, and...
1: it, it's like a big round smell. Um, yep. Not that smells have. Well, smells technically do have shapes, don't they? Because all these. The, the individual um, elements, you know, the, the individual uh, things yeah, that yeah. make up the smell each have their own shape, and in our sense receptors, the hairs are the opposite shape, so they grab the they grab it, don't they? And that's how smell works. It's really interesting um, if you know what we're talking about. If you if if you taste
0: molecules.
1: like my father, then <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> that's not. what I, I just shouted molecules <laughs> <Yeah>. at you. <laughs> molecules. Anyway, it, it's not um, yeah, if, 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 we, if, if if you
0: taste like dad. Um, then, then, you know, he's got... I, I don't know what your dad tastes thing.
1: like. I've, I've never tasted it. <laughs> oh, that's revolting. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Got... Sorry, that's not what you meant.
0: If you he's taste in the same way my father
1: does. Where... <laughs> this is the kind of accuracy this pod is not known for, Ferg.
0: No, no, this is all going Pete's <laughs> on. Smell my you dad, bro... <laughs> you
1: mother. <laughs> Give I mean... me a show, you shit. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do it i'm gonna drive that to the, the foxhole vineyard just shout owen <laughs> owen all all day long and if that doesn't Ooh, work well. i'll just start shouting richard richard <laughs> julio Julio
0: <laughs> good nice nice reference there um, thank you um, does that uh, does that mean you're coming to the uh, wine and chess event by any chance
1: Sadly, no. I don't think I can make it. That's my... uh, I'm going to take that personally. Uh, It's it's the weekend of my birthday. I've made it very, very clear to La Patrona that I want absolutely nothing to happen. mm -hmm. Or or there will be very serious repercussions. However, Mm -hmm. I, I do think that I should at least spend that weekend with my family.
0: Because yeah, whilst
1: birthdays should. to me are, are meaningless completely, um, I know that La Patrona likes it that if it is a birthday that we spend that time together. And, and of course, I would if it was her birthday and Corte's birthday, because mine I'm really not fussed. Um, but I think given I think... that is the uh, – so I'm gutted. Um, or or I could, in the in the month before the Wine and Chess event, I could desperately try and teach both Corte and La Patrona to play. Um, now, Corte – like Family adventure – Corte does play chess. However, he plays literally by his own rules. So Corte's learned turn taking. So he's good at like you know I make That's a move, good. you make a move, right? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of broadly understood that the pieces are supposed to move in a particular way, but he's having none of that. Right. So Corte just moves any piece as he wants to, but he'll he'll take it in turn, so he won't just like smash the pieces over. He's like, no, okay, that but... piece can now go there. Like, but, but no, that's the king and it can only move. He, no, this king is one. knocking over your, whatever that piece, <laughs> that's the queen. No, right, you don't have a queen anymore. My king's there. I, okay. So he is okay. literally unplayable. Literally. Yeah, no, he, he sounds like, uh, yeah, no, he sounds like he beat me quite quite comfortably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, he's got the aggression of, of uh, Bobby Fischer. Yeah, uh, he's he's got the tactics of Spassky in some ways. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean unplayable, unplayable. But um, yeah, I mean, anyway, so, back to this.
0: So, sorry, yeah, back to back to the Back to, the
1: back to this uh, Iriz. Chardonnay. Iriz. Chardonnay. Iras-Riz chardonnay. Iras-Riz chardonnay. It, it, it smells of chardonnay, and it's that. It's like that slightly oh, underripe I... pineapple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> PR are going to be delighted with this aren't, we, we, aren't sent, uh, we sent a bottle to Lee Isaacs he he actually put it on his podcast oh fantastic can we
1: hear the recording well
0: uh, if you
1: must and it's just you yeah, go, but...
0: it smells like Chardonnay he says it
1: smells like Chardonnay and then talks about his son's, in- son's inability to play chess <laughs> um but it it's like that slightly underripe pineapple melon skin thing Underripe yeah, always yeah. sounds a negative. It, it it it's it's not. It just means that the pineapple's. Ju- it's not like that big juicy pineapple. It's got that lovely yeah, yeah. pineapple thing, um, and then it sort of effortlessly becomes ripe fire and mango, and then there's this mm. burst of fresh limes, and it's everything. It's lime skin. It's lime juice. It's lime zest. Oh, it just this explodes. Sounds like good shad now. And then. There's this perfume that's like permeating it all. And it's lime blossom, honey blossom, white flowers. There's a little bit of green apple in there. And I'm aware that in reeling all that off, I've made it sound quite jumbled up. It isn't. It isn't. This wine's excited, but it very quickly sort of finds its form and it moves through. So Mm. that lime thing's always going on, but it moves very slowly from like a green apple note through that just huge array of tropical fruits. And they're all actually quite poised and they're all beautifully expressed. And then, yeah. you, you know, and you've got all that floral bit that I mentioned, and there's a, there's a mineral thing. And I want to say oyster shell, but I think because, because oyster shell was in my mind from the the, the champagne I had earlier. Um, mm. You then sort of realize, oh, hang on a minute. This has got smoked vanilla. And, and you sort of realize I that noticed. oak has been there the whole time, but I've only just oh. noticed it because the fruit is so expressive and it, like, my thing with Oak is, I, I like, Oak is like a, a guitar player using a wah pedal and lots of overdrive, basically me. So, like, yeah. with a wah pedal and loads of overdrive, everybody in the room goes, wow, that guy's great. And then you take the wah pedal away and the overdrive away, and you go, all he's doing is playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star over and over and over again. That's awful. Oak hides a multitude of sins, right? Here, the, mm-hmm. the confidence is such in the fruit that, like they've not even got you're not even asking the question of what are you hiding like the fruit's great that the oak is so integrated and it's got a fresh vanilla component and a real toasty component but it, it it's really clever well handled oak and this wine is kind of cool yet confident the palate i mean it's I've only just been talking about the nose the pat it, it's right it it does this thing that's really cool because it's creamy but it's got that real nice acid line as well so it's like real yin, yeah. yin yang thing and it and it does well. it's still limely, but the, the palate is mainly sort of in the tropical arena yeah smoke toast bit of vanilla it really coats the palate but it's not heavy it's not overblown so it's still fresh and it's got that it's got like that altitude freshness um, yeah. it's expressive it's not brash the the retail price on this the rrp uh, and this wine is available in Booth's, Iceland, and Whole Foods. Uh, it's probably available in other places as well. Um, the RRP on this is just north of 11 quid. I, that's ridiculous. That's that is great sound, value. For, 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 from what you've described,
0: that sounds phenomenal. It's uh, I, I just Where can delicious. I purchase this? So
1: Booth's is sadly not in my neck of the woods. Um, no, it's not, is it? Um, no. So it, it says also... Is, and. and so, strangely okay. enough, so like Iceland and Whole Foods, who you don't necessarily think of, of going to for, for good wine. But it, that, no. do you know that shows you where the UK market is for wine now? More and more places need to offer better quality wine. Right? That's, that's great. That's brilliant. That's um, a good sign, isn't it? I, I'm I'm sure it's available in other places as well, but they can only put so many names on the on the on the ticket. Yeah, I suppose right. is... and and yeah, Ice and Whole Foods <laughs> and Booths. That's yeah.
0: such an eclectic mix to to share, but I, I isn't mean it? it sounds delicious.
1: Isn't it? Now it I've also got you know, um the equivalent Carmoniere to which Ooh. I I can get in my one of my favourite wine puns, Carminiere would mm-hmm. say that. Yep. It's a wonder I'm not live at the Apollo in it. Um, now yeah, this is like right. the, the color of this is it's it's so red right it's actually got its own name this particular shade of red it's so red it's known as lenin's mm-hmm. whisper um wait um, is it yeah i don't it, know if i believe you or not why, did no, you, I just, why? Why have I all
0: of a sudden become incredibly gullible?
1: No, what was supposed to happen there is you you, you were just supposed to laugh at that and go, "Oh, that's a funny se- um, semi-political." Ju-.
0: Yeah, I know that. You know this, and this is the bit where you go, "It's satire, Ferg."
1: Yeah, it's satire. Um, well, uh, it, well, in in all, all honesty, it? the reason the reason for your suspicion this this may not be satire is it's not got any animals in it, and we all know that satire is animals, isn't it? Well. Yeah. so
0: or or it's what you're wearing that's satire. well
1: that what, what I'm what I'm doing is just basically one huge like live art piece that will be revealed on my deathbed and everybody go that was I, genius wow I thought like we that decided is
0: that you lost a bet 10 years ago and, and this is yeah I've changed
1: that story I'm not happy with that story anymore I can't I can't get anything more out of it fair enough anyway this um, coming yeah right so, yeah so I, I'm listening. I dig Carmenere, right? That's, that's my jam. Love it. Thinks think it's a fabulous variety, but it's a really difficult variety to get right because we know that in you get that you can get that really green thing and it can actually be quite unpleasant and stalky. To To get mm-hmm. that out, you've got to get really ripe, but then you suddenly go, right, this wine's 14, 14 and a half. That's pretty heavy. So striking that balance of, not too big on alcohol, but not too much green is really difficult. Um, yeah. And it's like, this is, as you stick your nose in this is really heady. It's an explosion in a red fruit factory. You've got massive, massive blow of fresh raspberries and there's wild strawberries here. And then it's blown off a little bit now the wine's been open, but there's a, like a, a, a wafting. And I do like a waft of something. There's a wafting Mm -hmm. smokiness, almost like a touch of cordite, and it's it's omnipresent but it's delicate. So it's like so if you don't like smokiness, right, walk away now and go and get a child's drink, right. If you're an adult and you get that smokiness, right, so it's it's not burned, it's not overcooked, it's there and it's there all the time, but it's it, it it's delicate, it's delicate smokiness. There's a little green touch to it, but it feels like a really natural component of the variety you don't you're not smelling it going now nah, they've just picked this under right it's only 13 and only isn't that where we're at in the world of wine now it's only 13 and percent you know 20 as years ago you'd be like, that. wow yeah. that's massive but carminiere at 13 and percent you wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot greener than this is but it's yeah y- you can't describe this wine as green there's a green component but it's not green um it, those raspberry the, the the red fruit gets a bit darker there's like black raspberry there's um there's blackberries and black currants but they're really fresh and ripe like coated in the morning dew fresh and ripe just okay. delicious and the smoke sort of eases across the, all of that and then suddenly you start to get you get like dark chocolate black pepper your morning coffee which of mm-hmm. course i take black like my soul um, and then like it's got as, as any self-respecting individual would indeed it, well and non-self-respecting as we've established um well exactly and it's got this thing that i don't i don't find in wine that often these days mainly because i can't afford to drink really expensive although it's got pencil lead or, or pencil box now often Ooh. these days I, I detect that more like kind of straight up cedar or like a darker burning wood but like real pencil leady thing um Mm. and similar to the chardonnay it's it's like it's poised it's quite inviting it's alluring it's like a big warm dark pond of red and black fruit with a with a bit of smoke over the top and i say to that what's not to like well if you don't like any of those things quite a lot but if you don't like any of those things you just shouldn't be here just get out Could not get a fanta or something you know for kids now on the palette um you'll have to fill in here because i'm going to take a little sip Lee is sipping from a glass. Ah, oh, class. Class fit. that that was like a nineteen forties British radio broadcast subtle so cool. to the point. And don't trust quiet. that, Hitler. He's a bad egg. <laughs> he really is. In in he my really hand is. in my mm. hand, I uh, anyway. Um purist uh, green, no. Purist sorry. purist green. <laughs> right, so relatively low alcohol for like New World Carmen Yeah, thirteen and a half percent, not huge. Slightly green hint. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, okay, this is probably going to have like, slight like a chewy tannin thing, i soft. Like how much more soft oh, really? could this be? None, 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 none more soft. soft. Like round. It's juicy. Like the tannins are there, but they're just so soft and round and mellow. Like the yeah. the winemaking here is really really good. Right. So there's yeah. not a, there's not a they're not stalky. They're not chewy. They're not abrasive. Like, so good wine, but obviously good fruit as well. You know, the, the, the head, you know, the head of the vineyard's listening to, he's not listening to this, but the head of the vineyard's going, yeah, he's I departs by to here too, thing. right. This is Apples really hit. well handled. Wine is made in
0: the winery. That's what I hear.
1: Oh, well, apparently so. Um, I, I, the, the tannins I are soft enough <laughs> to be described as delicate, right? Uh, there's not a lot of really. you have where you'd say that. Now, th- say. there is greenness here but it's not in the structure, it's on the palate. There's, it's like a little bit of green peppercorn. But it okay. again, like the smokiness was weaving amongst the fruits, the green peppercorn thing's just weaving in and out of raspberries. Stra- now, strawberries, but strawberries with white pepper, like the Hairy Bikers made in that one episode once that I saw a well, long time I'm, ago. I'm, I'm a, they did Strawberries and White Pepper. Philosophy. Check it out. I, um, I, actually, I met like... the Hairy Bikers once, genuinely, years and years like and years and years, hot... and years ago chilli they're, they're like the red hot chilli pipers, exactly. They're just like that. Cool. Um But, but nice. without, without the bagpipes or the music. Right. I, 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 I met them that once genuinely. But the, the, yeah. There's no joke there. They were really nice. They were I, so that, nice. You know,
0: that doesn't surprise me. Like, looking at them, w- watching them on TV, you look at them and you're like, actually, you guys are probably, probably quite nice people. They were like, mab- really, really mab- nice people. Them.
1: Um, yeah, really. Well, I, I, as you know, earlier this year, Marco Pierre White cooked lunch for me and he didn't shout or swear at me once. I, and I feel like yeah, I've been short I feel like I didn't get the genuine Marco Pierre White experience. Well, yeah. But, are, are you are you really being... But he also, he signed, yeah. his, he signed his book for me and he wrote, to Lee, respect Marco Pierre, well, MPW. And so I was like, yeah, check that out. I, I bet he writes that in everybody's book, though
0: so I'm sure. I'm sure he does. I. I have yeah. no doubt. Because uh,
1: that's that, that's, that's, is. that's. Exactly. Anyway. anyway yeah. I, I'll finish this anyway. wine. So there's a bit of green in here. It's like green pepper. Got yeah. loads of fruit. Raspberry, strawberry. I said strawberry, white pepper. There's blackberries, yeah. currants There's brambles. But again, everything's defined and expressive. Uh, this isn't dense. It's not baked. It's not overcooked. It's not. It, it's not a wine you could de- describe as concentrated. But the fruit is. Ju- it's there. It's wonderful fine yeah. acid line. It's a slightly crackly acidity that like, really wakes things up. Um, and, and actually, that, that fine acid line just make, brings the narrative that this wine is fresh. It's really clean. It's bright. The, the smokiness here is still on the palate, but it's slightly less obvious on the nose. Just weaving. More dark chocolate, more coffee, more sort of black pepper spice. But the finish is long. And actually, the, on the Chardonnay, the finish was ridiculous. Uh, the finish yeah. here is long, and it's pure fruit. Um, I, I think the winemaking here is very smart, really on point. It's going to sound ridiculous. go oh, the people who make Araseries know what they're doing. Uh, they know what they're doing, as indeed do the people who you know maintain the fruit in the vineyards. Again, this this retails. The RRP on this is not far over eleven quid. That is obscene, mm-hmm. absolutely obscene. I, I think this is belting. Um, yeah, stockists, the brilliant, say, absolutely brilliant, really? uh, Taurus wines. All right. who are uh, Guildford Way, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Taurus Wines in Guildford. Brilliant um, brilliant wine merchant. Check them out. But they, they've got this. I'm sure, again, it's probably in other places, but um, I've received the bottle with the, the ticket on it that says um, Available in Taurus. Both of these are over not over not far over 11 quid. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Lovely wines. Both of them would work really well. Some are barbecues. Cope nice. with more complex dishes drink very well on the rhone yeah cracking a huge huge oh, thanks to rnr on the rhone on, on the rhone. rhone again we should do a it we should nice. go to the rhone one day um, but only huge the north thanks. only the north like because i hear it want, remembers do you want do you want some bread? yes i fucking well do give me some Brett. Yeah. Brett me up i just love a bit really of really love fault just a bit it's not a fault a little bit of it is well, I my mean, fault. Come on.
0: I mean, I mean, it's a
1: fault. That's that's another conversation. Um, a huge thanks to R and R, specifically to Hannah, because it was it was Hannah. Hannah's really really kind of generous to me, and she just emailed me and sent me bits and pieces. Actually, she sent me a couple of South African wines. Maybe they'll be on on the next episode. Um, but yeah, thanks Hannah, nice. thanks R and R. Really, really appreciate these, and um, I will at some point write them up and put them on my terrible blog. But uh, yeah, maybe Brett. That's a that's a conversation for for an episode, I think. Wine faults? Is it a fault? I reckon, is it a fault? Who defines is it a fault? this? Who, well, was it... Um, I want to say it was Etienne... Etienne... I, it, right, Etienne Gigal. Um, Mr. Giggle. Mm. I think it was Etienne Gigal. Am I, no, no, it wasn't. It was... Um, Chapoutier, wasn't it? He came out because he started making Riesling in Alsace. Uh, and he came oh, out yeah. and said, like, if your, if your Riesling smells of petrol, it's faulty. And quite a lot of people went, but we like that. It's not a fault. He went, it is a fault. And then there was a massive fight, uh, and there was a huge green guy got involved, and he was smashing. Every- no, hang on, I've confused the wine trade with the Avengers again. Yeah, it um, sounds suspiciously like. Th- it th- helped, there, there was a very wine trade style agreement where somebody said one thing, somebody disagreed with it, and we all went, "Oh yes, very good." Yes. Is but- this a bit like you know, you know, like
0: natural wines, where no, no one's entirely different. sure
1: what a natural wine. Is well, because... that, natural wine implies that all other wines are unnatural, doesn't well, that's it? Well, that. But also, you know,
0: am I too big to make a natural wine? Because there's that that in itself. Do you remember there was a big Size brand Size and that scale. Made a... yeah. yeah, Dan Kirby there's...
1: touched on it, didn't he? It was um, Cremel Racash from Romania who made an orange wine, and it, it's got like yeah. half an orange segment on the label. Um, and I, I, there yeah. were other people, but I remember Dan Kirby specifically talking about it, sort of saying, this isn't really... Well, that was an orange. I don't know if that was classed as natural or not. It was classed as orange, but I remember that conversation about it. Does but, natural yeah, involve I, I, a sense of scale or something?
0: Yeah, and and it's it's a genuine question for me because I I don't know. Like, and, well, and if I, there is a sense of scale, what's too big? It, and who
1: defines this? <laughs> as, I, as I as I step to the mic, nature yeah. doesn't make wine. Nature makes vinegar, and I step away from the mic once again. Oh sorry you've got to step in at some point i remember um postmodern winemaking uh, and there's a bit in there that goes mm-hmm. even if you're a non-interventionist winemaker to make wine you still have to intervene at some point was the crux of it mate
0: you have just ferg. disappeared off the face of the earth ferg hello hello
1: hello mate. You back. back did you hello. move your phone no, I didn't. My phone's in the same place, which was providing my internet connection. I, I said something I thought was really clever, but I, I don't know how much um, we got of it, so I'll, I'll ignore that. I, I think it's an hour 26. I, I think we should, none of it. I think we should pull this I think that's glows. helpful. It yeah. is indeed. I think, I think we'd be doing everyone a favour if we did. I think we would. This um, has gone on substantially longer than, um, than it should have done. I think we, we come back to, dear listener... Use the social media channels. Email us at themakerandthemerchant at com. Who would be in your English wine fab four? Four people from the English wine trade. Don't all have to be winemakers. Four individuals from the English wine trade. We're going to put together a super group. The four of them are going to go out and take English wine to America and crack America a la the fab four in the 60s. Do you Brilliant. think This could... is the kind of content people want, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think we could send them off with TM and TM
1: branded mugs i was just gonna say that yeah that well like, that's that's part of the, the contract that to go out they they like a certain percentage i think 25 percent of the time they have to be talking specifically about the maker and the merchant
0: and and while they're out there they can only drink uh earl grey tea black out of the mugs that we've <laughs> or english blanc
1: them. de blanc or english
0: blanc de blanc I will that's allow it. them to use a Riedel, Riedel English sparkling wine glass for the blanc de blancos. Ponies. Yes, yeah, but that is yeah. under duress.
1: Yeah, it is. It
0: is indeed. I, yeah. I mean,
1: personally, the great thing about the TM and TM mug is that everything tastes great out of it. Like Jancis really Robinson does. MW is kicking herself that she went down and created that specific white well, a wine glass that's multi-purpose. She's going, why didn't I mm. just get a TM and TM mug? You can drink anything out of that: gin, yeah, beer, mets. And-
0: and it goes in the dishwasher and comes out clean.
1: Dishwasher um, safe, yeah. And, you know, and in my, fact, you... it actually makes your dishwasher cleaner by having been in there. And yeah, the yeah. TM and TM mug is so good, it actually doubles on sacks.
0: Yeah, I actually found... Um, so my TM and TM mug was was in my car. Uh, you know, the one that, that, uh, that lost a wheel. The...
1: Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Fixed... Not the mug, it, the car it... that lost a wheel. It fixed the, the TM... wheel.
0: It picks the wheel, mate. The car's Amazing. back. And it's Amazing. all because the mug was in there. Um, that's it. And that's 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 it. So, you know, get your orders in if you want something that will sort of regenerate your car in the style of David Tennant in
1: Doctor Sasquatch or whatever it's called. Lost me. Uh,
2: yeah, Dude, sorry, mate. Uh, you've it... lost
1: me, it's time to lose our listeners. This has been awesome, as always. Can't wait till the next episode. Ciao, ciao, mate. Ciao. Thanks for listening. See you again. Arrivederci. Bye.